everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. This is where I talk about the big questions you have concerning life and death. You can find this and every episode at afterlifetv.com. Hi everybody, Bob Olson here. I'm so happy that you could join me. I'm excited about sharing an interview about two things, past life regression and life between lives regression. Past life regression is you go into a past life of yours and you have an experience with that, learn all about that lifetime and what lessons you learned from it. Usually in 99% of the cases, it's going to be related to something that you're going through now and it'll be valuable information to you. The life between lives regression, sometimes called a spiritual regression or an LBL for life between lives is when you have a past life regression and then you go to the day of your death, you die in that past life and you keep going in the regression. Let's just keep going now that you've died in that lifetime. Where do you go? Well, you go back home to the spirit world and that's where you can have a spirit world experience. Probably one of the most fascinating experiences you can have on purpose, right? (laughs) I'm sure a near-death experience is amazing. Uh, That's not something you can just do on your own. This is something that you can. So my guest is Nancy Canning. I pulled this from the vault. I just want you to know that the audio quality was not so good because the interview was done via Skype. So what I had to do is clean up the audio a little bit, uh, mostly by taking out the bass because there was an annoying sounds that was coming from the base. And if you were listening in your your car or on home speakers that were much larger than your little laptop speakers, then it would have been quite annoying. So I took that out. You'll hear a difference between my voice now and that. Of course, it's the information that matters most. And I think that it's going to be a lot easier to listen to in the way that I've presented it here. With that, I just want to say a couple of things. At the time that I did this interview, Nancy was living on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. She now lives in Florida. Doesn't really matter anymore because I think all of her experiences are being done by Zoom. You could probably do Skype as well if you want to. Zoom has certainly improved the quality of that kind of communication. And the nice thing about it is she can just send you a link by email. You click on that link and your computer opens up and uh, allows you to have that Zoom experience right away. If you want to contact Nancy after you've listened to this interview, her contact info is in the show notes. So you can go to afterlifetv.com. You can look at the interview and right underneath the video is her phone number, her email address, and her website. You'll also find this uh, if you're listening or watching on YouTube. All right. Thanks so much. I look forward to sharing this with you, and I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. I just want to take a moment to mention that our sponsor here at Afterlife TV is Best Psychic Directory. You can find Best Psychic Directory at bestpsychicdirectory.com. Pretty simple, right? I've mentioned that I created Best Psychic Directory so that you know who is legitimate and credible and reputable. I've talked about that. But what I haven't mentioned in a long time is that getting a reading, especially with a medium, is one of the best experiences to give you evidence that your deceased loved one is okay. To give you evidence that they still exist, that they're around you, watching over you, and that they'll be there when it's your turn to go home. The truth is that there is just no other experience that quite matches getting a reading with a medium, especially if you get a reading with a medium who is a stranger to you. So think about that when you're considering investigating the afterlife on your own, which is one of the things that I encourage here. Don't take my word for any of it. Go out and find your own evidence, right? Have your own experiences so that you can get from a belief to a knowing. And one of the ways that you can find a good medium 
In fact, find the great medium is by going to bestpsychicdirectory.com. Hey everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. Today we're going to be talking about past life regression and life between lives regression. If you're not familiar with either of those terms, we're going to define those for you and explain all you need to know about them. We have a very special guest today, someone who's uh, really a good friend of mine, has transformed my life because of the work that she does. I think uh, we met in the year 2000. Anyway, her name is Nancy Canning. Welcome, Nancy Canning. Appreciate you talking to us here on Afterlife TV. It's great seeing you again, Bob. Yeah, same here. Nancy Canning gave me my first uh, past life regression and first life between lives regression. Can't wait to tell you all about those experiences. It is really a life-changing experience, wouldn't you say, Nancy? Yes, yes. So many people say it's the most profound work they've done. It yeah. just changes how you see yourself. It does. And it falls into line with, you know, I talk about there's experiences that you can have that are a little bit more vicarious. You know, like, let's just say a psychic tells you what your past lives are, or you can have uh, what I call a personal experience where you can actually experience a past life for yourself. And there's miles and miles between those two. And I believe that, you know, the only, only way we can get to a knowing versus a belief is through personal experience. Right. So anyways, that's why this subject is so important to me. Tell us a little bit, how'd you get into this field? So I started, uh, it was back in 1980, 82, right around in that time. I was in California. I didn't particularly believe in past lives. I was in my early 30s. And this is so California. I was in a hot tub with my therapist and his son-in-law. They were <laughs> friends of mine. And I spontaneously flipped into a past life in which I was a little 10-year-old Japanese girl in a ditch with my little brother hiding from some um, warriors. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that that girl with that long black hair, that was me. And I started screaming out loud because it, it shook me to my core. And I thought I was making it up, and I'd never had anything like that. So I, um, I was really lucky that my friends believed in past lives and was it, you know, helped me through it. And then I started reading books on past lives because the world had opened up and I had to deal with what had happened to me. Yeah. So I always say it was like a big uh, swift kick in the behind from spirit saying, you get on your path. No kidding. And life yeah. can be that way, can yeah. it? Yeah. Um, interesting. I mean, what do you think now that you've been doing this for how many years? 30, 30, 30, over 30. Well, that doesn't seem possible just I looking know. at you. What do you think initiated? What do you think led you to have that experience? I think what I believe for all of us, we're all on our soul's path. Yep. And we've all come in with a real strong intention to uh, do, to be, to accomplish, to learn. And there are times when spirit steps in and makes something happen when our own intention steps in. Yep. And so I just say it was time. I had come in with a real clear intention this lifetime to clear up lifetimes and lifetimes of baggage. It yep. was like, this is a pivotal lifetime. I think it's a pivotal lifetime for many, many people to end a lot of karma, meaning lessons we just keep repeating. Yeah. And, and you're a part of this because being able to talk about the afterlife, talking about spirit and psychics and who we are is huge for helping people to get onto their soul's path. Well, wow, it's a lot of fun for me. And, you know, this particular subject is interesting because of the fact that people can go and have this. Anybody can have this experience. I'm sure there are people who maybe had trouble their first or second time. But have you ever run into anyone who was persistent with it that wasn't able to sort of have one of these experiences? No, there was people who, I had one gentleman who came and he was in his 72, something like that. Had never done meditation, never done anything, but there was something inside of him that was calling him. And he had read <clears throat> Journey of Souls, Michael oh. Newton's book, yep. and um, knew, he, he knew he had to have it. So he came... For the past life the first time and couldn't see anything. All he answered was, I don't know. But he came back a month later and we did this for six months. And after about three sessions, he was able to see himself in a past life. Oh, cool. And then it got more and more clear. And after about five or six months, we both knew he could do it. Yeah. And um, 
He did. He had a phenomenal journey. And what was so interesting in his past life he went to, at the end of that life, when he came out yeah. of it into the soul state, his first thought was, what a waste. Oh, of what? Of that past life. Oh, And yeah, he didn't yeah. want to waste. And he knew something in him wasn't on target. And so it was his own soul, I really believe, really like pulling him and saying, come on, it's not too late. You came in to do something and you haven't done it yet. Well, there you go. So I, it was, I got a phone call from him, a voicemail about a year later on New Year's Day saying thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah, it had really done what it needed to for him. Oh, that's wonderful. So if people are persistent. Yeah. Well, but, I know that I did not think that I, uh, I could have a past life aggression <laughs> the first time I went to see you, which I think was in the year 2000. I made the trip from Maine to uh, Cape Cod, where you're, where you're at, and I, uh, it was a three-hour trip, and the whole way I just thought, you know, I, I, I'm sure other people can do this. I just don't think it's going to work for me. And I think a lot of people feel that way, you know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know f what your experience wa was with that or if you can even remember, but uh, I felt like, you know, you were very patient with me, and you took a lot of time, and you helped me get to where I needed to go, and I did that very first time had... An yes. amazing experience. Had an amazing experience. People have two main fears coming for hypnosis because this is hypnosis doing past life regression. Yeah. First one is can I be hypnotized? Yeah. And the second fear is how do I know I'm not making it up? Yeah. Those two run rampant with people. And the how do I know I can be hypnotized and do the past life regression? Well, we all go in and out of hypnosis all the time. It's right. a daily, we go in and out of trance anytime we're driving and don't know how we got where we got. Anytime on the internet, you lose yourself and it's an hour and a half later. You've been in a trance state. Yeah. So going into trance is a very natural process. Sure. And the opening up into the past lives, if with me, one of my other specialties is belief systems. Mm -hmm. So if people have trouble, if they're blocked and can't see anything, I know it's a subconscious belief from childhood that was set up to protect them from the unknown. Because when we're like three, four, five, life is too big, we can't handle the emotions, and we have a natural defense which just literally blocks everything out, and it's healthy. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. But in some that gets programmed in, stuck, yep. and still is 30, 40, 50, 60 years later, they go into an unknown and that the brain says, what do I know about this? And it pulls up that three-year-old's memory and blocks their memory. So I do the belief systems work and literally we go back to the little child, we pull out that block, get it out of the way, and then they march on back into the past life. Oh, okay. So in most cases, people do the past life the first time. Yeah. And if not, it's because they have issues from childhood they need to work on first. What would be the first, what would be the difference between hypnosis? Because to me, that word is, um, it can be so deceiving to so many yeah. people. You know, they just, they don't, don't quite understand what it means. So what would be the difference between hypnosis and guided meditation? So in kind of, in both of them, you're in trance, which means your brain waves have gone from the waking state beta, which yep. is this, into alpha, slight trance. So in guided meditation, I would be saying, and now be walking along a path, and now you're going to come to this. I will be guiding you in what to see. It's a hypnotic trance as well. Hypnosis just is the trance state in which I give suggestions but I'm not telling you what to see. The suggestion is go back to a past life mm. having a significant impact on your current life. Okay. Or in the afterlife, once you're up in the spirit world, it's um, are you ready to go to your elders? Or, you know, it's, it's a suggestion. And yet, even when the biggest myth is that I have some kind of power and control. Yeah. I can make you say and do stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Hollywood. <laughs> well, and those stage hypnotists, you know, yeah. It's not true at all. You'll do, you remember everything, you're awake, you're alert, you're talking. People are so surprised, they keep thinking they're not actually in trance. Yeah. But that's hypnosis. You're just lying there, your eyes closed, you're relaxed, but you know who you are. And mm -hmm. at the same time, these memories of the past life or the in-between lives come into consciousness. Yeah. And you begin to feel, sense, experience, know here, everything that was going on in the past life is what comes because right. you're going into a memory. All right. For those who don't really understand, let's explain what past life regression is. I'm sure you've explained yeah. that many a millions times, many a millions times, many a millions times for <laughs> many million lives. So we 
have lived many lifetimes. So those memories are accessible to us. They're not accessible every day in our waking state because that would drive us crazy. There's a veil. People call it the veil of amnesia, veil of forgetfulness. So those past life memories are kept out of the everyday life, but they can be accessed through the subconscious being relaxed, the relaxation, and then the suggestions to go back. That being said, remember, I went into mine spontaneously, and we weren't talking about past lives or Japan or anything. So it can also be spontaneous. And children, usually under the age of seven, between two and seven, will spontaneously remember um, little snippets of past lives. That's not uncommon. But for the adult, we usually need some help. So it's the relaxation, being guided, you're feeling safe. And that is all it takes for that pathway to open up to the past life. Yeah. People wonder then, how do I know what past life to go to? And so what I've learned is the suggestion that past life having a significant impact on this current life. Sometimes people want to put something specific in regarding um, my fear of drowning or regarding this relationship. So we can put that in, but your inner knowing, that wisdom within you goes to the life. I've done it thousands of times. It just, it works. It's like flipping on a light switch. Yeah. For me, it's always been not just going to a significant lifetime that was significant to me in this life, but also at this time in my life. My very first one was about a particular issue about feeling responsibility for others. And I learned a great lesson in that past life that I went to all about feeling responsibility for others, you know. And uh, it was amazing. Like, wow, of all the lifetimes I could have gone to, I went to that one, right? And then when I had other ones, uh, same thing, you know, it was whatever was going on with me at that time. It's, it, it's remarkable. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always amazed. I do this a lot and I'm always in awe of that same thing of like, how exactly does this work? Yeah. But it does. It's just that wisdom. It's the knowing within us that a greater wisdom that says, this is the life that's somehow linked to this current life. Yeah. And we'll give you answers. And that's one of the, the reasons people like doing the past life regression just exactly for that. You wonder where this feeling comes from that you have mm. being responsible. And then you go into a past life and realize it was the life perhaps where something traumatic happened. Or there's this fear of if I do something wrong, everyone's going to die. Yeah. I have a lot of it with healers. I work with a lot of people and people listening to this or many of them are in the healing work. They sure and they're often so afraid to step out into the healing word to speak or to write or because they're going to get killed. Wow. Past life. Because they get killed over (laughs) and over and over. And so that memory, I had that in this lifetime when I moved to Cape Cod, I was going to start teaching at the local high school adult education. Yeah. And um, I was convinced someone was to come in and shoot me. Really? And I knew that wasn't true. But it was so real. So I went into a friend and had the past life regression, go back, sure enough, get killed for speaking up, cleared it, and I was teaching there, you know, 14 years now. Yeah. But but it's that awareness. We have something that feels real, Yeah. but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's usually past life. And you, and what you were going to teach about this subject, it wasn't like you were going to teach math or something. It was, no, yeah. This, and this is where it comes. Something yeah. that's a little out of the ordinary, yeah. The ordinary, yeah. not safe. And yeah. so many times people use past life regression because there's something bothering them yeah. that they just can't clear. Yeah, yeah. So what's this experience like? How, how would you describe this? Nobody's, it's people who have never had a past life mm-hmm. regression before, how, how do you describe it to them? So I describe it in the way that your your eyes are closed and yet you're reliving a memory. Just like you're watching a movie, um, you may be seeing, sensing, feeling yourself in that other life and it starts to unfold and it's not what you expect. And at the same time that you're seeing it and all in your mind's eye, your logical mind may also be very busy going, what? Yeah. What? You know, you know, you don't know that. How do you know that's true? It can be very busy mm-hmm. making a little commentary. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. so you got you really got two things going That's on at once. Things. Yeah, yeah. So you're aware as the adult that you are now. Yeah. And at the same time, there's this other experience that's drawing you in and unfolding. And one of the things with past lives is there may be blanks in your memory. You don't remember things. Mm. I'll ask questions and sometimes you don't know. Mm. And I'll say, go to a significant event in your 20s. How old are you? What's going on? And they may say, I'm 53. Because even though I said 20s, something important happened to 53, so they <laughs> jumped to 53. That's how I know I yeah. have no power. They ignore me completely. You go where you're going to go. And it starts to unfold. And sometimes you start to feel an emotion before you know what it even is about. People yeah. start to get a foreboding because it's a memory. The knowledge is there, and it can be very unexpected. Yeah. I had a, um, a client a while back who was in the bliss of dancing. She was having that experience of dancing and was crying from the sheer joy of dance. And she, it was over the phone, so I didn't see her, but she was waving her hands. And I mean, she was really, and then she, her, her crying changed quality, mm. and it became sobbing, and she was crippled. In that past life. Oh, in the so past life. dancer became crippled and, and so was really experiencing what that was like to go through that despair and then to come out of it and to still do good. And so it was emotionally very tiring. At the end, she was exhausted, actually, because it was um, a huge yeah. Huge, huge. And that is the way for many people. They're not all so emotional. Some of them are rather mundane because yeah. that's what's true in a life. It's kind of just a normal life. You go and do your hard work. and. Oh, definitely. I, I will tell people a little bit in the show notes below this video, I'm going to link to the two articles that I wrote about uh, my per first past life regression and my first life between lives regression. People mm -hmm. can read those. You kind of read them both because at that time, I know you don't do it anymore, at that time we kind of linked the two together yeah. all in one day. So yeah. And nowadays you have people go through a past life regression before they can have yes. the life yeah. between lives. But uh, we did it, this was, again, two, the year 2000, I think. I actually, in that first article, don't write too much about it. And there wasn't a heck of a lot to it anyways because the past life regression was the, was so amazing. Yeah. I, I think the article is titled, like, Cried, Shivered, and Shook. Uh -huh. And I really did, you know, yeah. all those things. It was it was a multi-sensory, uh, multi-emotional experience. So they can read about that. But what was interesting to me about it was uh, when I went into the past life, for me, I was expecting a movie. And I didn't get a movie. But what was happening is you would ask a question and an answer would pop up in my head. Now, I thought maybe I was imagining that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of clients are like that. I thought maybe I was imagining the answer. But I said, well, I'll just give it. In fact, you instructed me. You said, look, just go with it. Whatever you got, just go with it. Just see where it goes. Don't worry about it. Don't judge it. Don't question yeah. it. So I started giving you the answers. You're asking me, you know, what am I wearing on my feet? What am I wearing on my legs? Uh, you know, my head, all this sort of thing. And all of a sudden, it starts to come together, and I realize that it's sort of coming. What's the word? I think claircognizance is mm -hmm. it's coming as a knowing. I, the answers were just there, and I after a while, I realized these are things that I, I, I'm not making this up. Yeah. Um, like, I don't have that good of imagination. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, it went from that knowing, and I don't know where it switched, but it went from that knowing to a multi-sensory experience. I could smell things. I could see yeah. things. Yeah. I, 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 could, I knew what things felt like. I knew what I felt like as yeah. his, his name was George. Uh -huh. I knew he had hair all over him yeah. and yeah. he was big and burly. And yeah. I knew what he was like. So it changed because I, allowed, I just kept going with it. I kept surrendering to this yeah. experience. This is what I came for. I'm going to do it. Uh, whatever comes, comes. I'm, I'm going to stop questioning everything. And yeah. then it was like, wow. And that's how it often is for people. And that's part of the soul's journey, though, is us learning to quit questioning and quit doubting and start trusting. Yeah. And that's a part of the, the learning along the pathway to start knowing that we know. Now, I, I want to let people know, this is a safe experience. So that time, I think I was in your house I, uh, or your office at that time. And I was the first one I was actually I was lying down. Mm -hmm. um, I think the next one I was in a recliner. But anyways, I was fully aware that I was in this room. 
I, yeah. I, so like you said, there was those two parts of me. I was fully aware. I could still feel the chair and everything else, even though I could feel the sword I was holding or whatever it may be in the past life. And I knew that if I wanted to at any time, I could just open my eyes. Yeah. I can end this at any time. It's just mm-hmm. a very safe experience. But I was so involved in it. You were asking me questions. And that was what was keeping things moving because you were saying, let's go here, let's go there, you know, as far as age or whatever. I was so involved that you were a little bit annoying to me at that time, you know. Yep. And, I, and my wife has had this, Melissa has had this experience, and she sort of said the same thing. Like, as much as she needed you, as much as we needed you to keep guiding us, <laughs> there was away. a part of us. Yeah, we just wanted to... We just wanted to give you the the most brief answers we could, right? And to be in that other experience. Be and feel it. But time goes by so fast. Yes. And you don't know. See, time distortion is a part of hypnosis. So you're under, in the past life, you're under for over an hour, and it feels like 10 minutes. Yeah. Do you think that's hypnosis, or you think that's, that's sort of being in that other dimension? No, that's part of hypnosis. It's really? called time distortion. Well, even on the Internet, when you're in trance, it's not even hypnosis. It's part of the trance state. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we're driving home. How did I get home? I don't yeah. even remember. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember. You're on the Internet. It's You'd swear it was 10 minutes, and you look up, and it's been two hours. That's the quality of when you're really focused on one thing, everything else fades away. So, yeah, in the life between lives and in the past life, I know that's how it is. It's kind of that that job I have of how much do I ask and keep you going because otherwise, for one thing, the CD is blank if you're not talking, and so you go home with nothing on it, but you had a great (laughs) memory in there. But um, so, And it's also to keep you moving along. Yeah. Because I also know that you can go back into that life on your own. Because once you've brought it up, it's part of this memory bank now. And it's easier to go into it and bring in more details many times. Very true. Yeah. Now, I mean, I can just think about that <laughs> lifetime right yeah. now, that first one. So what are some of the benefits to having a past life regression? So one of the main ones is it answers questions for people on their, what are they doing here this lifetime? People want to know their life purpose. That's one of the big jobs that I have with people is leading them to that. And when you go into a past life and see challenges and how you responded and because at the end of the past life, you go through the death and into the spirit world. And we look back to see what were the lessons you came in to learn that lifetime. How did you do? And how is that impacting you now? And then we do healing on it because each life impacts the ones following we've we're bringing things forward over and over until it's all the way resolved and it's just kind of been left yeah um so it a lot of it is to resolve what's going on this lifetime because it's based in another lifetime so it can be around like i was saying with different fears or phobias or just different ways of how we feel about ourselves or what we're working on and Mm. um also with people you know, health, there's many times people bring in wounds, death wounds from other lives will have an impact on this lifetime. Yeah. Um, their health, asthma, um, back pains. I worked with one, um, a woman who used to have terrible back pain and she had surgery and in her past life she was a soldier and there out on the battlefield and there was that saber right through her back and it went exactly in the spot in her memory in the past life where her surgery had been oh wow jeez and, and i've had another one who was shot in the back and um that place she realized that's exactly where her back pain is so um neck Neck traumas, neck problems in this lifetime often come from that. So it's to resolve different issues and also to answer questions about why do I feel a certain way about things. Why would this happen? Like you're talking about the physical things. Why would would we go through life, uh, you know, another lifetime and end up with a similar injury? Is this some kind of karma balancing or something? I don't know. You know, I think part of it is if it's a traumatic death, a sudden traumatic one, it's like it's like post-traumatic stress disorder almost. It is a, that trauma gets stuck. And part of us, we bring it then with us into another lifetime. Okay. Um, sometimes there can be birthmarks that are the birthmark of the past life death. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know people who have shown me theirs, yeah. So, and there's certain kinds of birthmarks. They're just not normal ones. There's, there's a quality to them, and it's fascinating. The book Old Souls by Tom Schroeder, 
um, is a lot about that, where Dr. Um, Ian Stevenson, who did this research on past lives for 40 years at the yeah. university um, in Virginia, did a lot of work with children around the world and did lots with the birthmarks and oh. fascinating. So people who are skeptical, there's great books out there that scientific research, this isn't just woo-woo stuff. There's yeah. the scientific where they have really methodically gone through and um, and checked out the lives and gone to families and, and collected the, the data from the past life person as well as in this life. Also, it's such a personal experience, such a sacred experience when you have this. You know, sometimes I know that sometimes people would be better off not sharing it with others because because of the sacredness of that experience. It means something to you in ways that other people are never going to understand. And so it might just be better that you keep it to yourself. Because as I talk about that knowing that you can only get from personal experience like this, if someone else has not had it, they can't understand. They can't appreciate it. And so for you to try to tell them, it's, you're telling them that's a vicarious experience for them. The best they can come to is a belief. And if they have too much skepticism around it, really the only result that probably will happen out of it, you're not going to convince them of anything. They might diminish your own sacred experience. You yeah. know? Because that logical mind of ours, its job is to keep doubting and to keep questioning. And so sometimes it's, it is important to just keep it to yourself. And sometimes it's so profound, you don't really have words. And it's true. You yeah. try and explain it to someone, and it's like telling them a fabulous dream. You tell someone a dream you had, and then the dream kind of goes flat. Yeah. It's the same way here. Energetically, you share it, and it just dissipates. So It does. And so, you know, science is wonderful in so many ways, and I love what people have done, even with this subject. It's great. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's an aspect of it where just push the science aside. This is a personal ex experience. It's about you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you just got to not worry about all this other stuff. And just yeah. what does it mean to you? This is subjective, you yeah. know? It's very true. In the end, it's your soul's journey, and it's your soul's memory. For some of these people, have, have their injuries healed after, or does that happen sometimes, not all the time? Sometimes. Nothing is all the time, but there's definitely been healing that happens in unhealth reasons okay. from going into other lives. Okay. Um, fears, phobias, everything, relationships, all the understanding. It's one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Sometimes people come and they have some chronic disease and they think if they go into a past life that will heal this chronic disease and I really am wary of that. It's like too much expectation. Yeah. But it absolutely is a piece of the puzzle and with continued work it can make a difference. And uh, you know, so we're talking about this we're on Afterlife TV. Mm -hmm. How would you equate this to the afterlife? To me it's just, you know, if we've had past lives that means mm -hmm. we have yeah. an afterlife. Yeah. yeah. Something happens in between the past life and this life, and that's the afterlife, which you do so much work with and which just fascinates the living daylights out of me. I love the afterlife. Yeah. Um, I remember distinctly driving down the freeway out in California years ago with all these semi-trucks and huge traffic, and I was thinking, I really want a near-death experience, but, <laughs> but I don't want any pain. I don't want any trauma. I don't want it to really cost me anything. I just want that experience. Right. And um, this is the closest thing yeah. that, that happens for the people who, because you can't create a near-death experience. It's just something that happens. You, That's it's not right. what you decide to do. So the life between lives spiritual regression takes you, I use much deeper hypnosis, but yeah. you're still awake and alert. Yeah. Go into a past life. We move through it very quickly into the death that last day through the death, and then you're following the memory and the consciousness of moving into spirit world, the afterlife. Yeah, okay. And um, as you know, it's just beyond words. Phenomenal to have that experience of the body falling away. So you lose the experience of being a physical body, and you become more and more the spiritual essence that you are. Yeah, so true. This is the only really doorway that you know that works, that anybody knows that really works, is to go through a past life, and then upon the death of that past life, mm -hmm. that's sort of the doorway into the spirit the, world, right? That's the, You may be able to go straight from this, but we found through experience it's much better, for, especially when people haven't had any other experience with this. Yeah. Take the route. We're following your soul's journey. Yeah. 
back yeah. through childhood here, all the way back into another life, and then through that life and on in into the spirit world. To the all spirit right, so world. so let's. If you were to just describe the life between lives regression, sometimes mm -hmm. we call it a spiritual regression or right. an LBL, just yes. life between lives, like LBL. So yeah. how would you describe an LBL to someone who knows nothing about it? Oh, that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you were saying. You're describing something that someone has never experienced, yeah. and so. It is an experience in which you get really caught up in it. The, the rest of the world just kind of fades away and you become the experience of as you move into the spirit world, you're greeted typically by a presence and there's healing that happens. And in that healing, people describe it as you become lighter, the, the physicality of you drops away, there's healing, and you become whole. It's You rejoin, literally, you're rejoining with your soul self that's not in this body. We only bring part of who we are into the body, so you rejoin. And there's this deep, deep, profound sense of being home and whole. I'm back. I'm back to me yeah. again. That's right. And is it different for everybody, or are there some early stages that most people seem to go through when they get there? That's, it's pretty typical, and but sometimes people will just um, rush on through. Every soul is different, so everyone's past life is different. Everyone's in-between lives is different. Yeah. Um, so some souls, if, you've, if they've had a really long, arduous, difficult past life, they're likely to spend more time getting healing going in because they're, they're needing it. Sometimes, you know, it's been a pretty easy life or a short life and you just zip on through and uh, you're home. Yeah. You're back home and, you know, party yeah. time. Let me yeah. rejoin with my friends. So sometimes people will just briefly get that healing and other times, talk about me being irritating, I'm having to move them on from the most delicious experience they have they're just regaining who they are so i leave them there for a short time yeah. but it's the whole sense of there's so much more let's move on into yeah. the spirit world to see what else awaits you that's just the entry point and what's happening there is literally you're changing into the super conscious state of awareness yeah very different state of awareness so that you're then able to meet with your guide uh -huh. And to know it, to be there, to describe it. So the real difference with this and other types of work is you're the one having the experience profoundly with your guide and describing it. Yeah, yeah. So when you get there, so one of the things you can do is you can meet with your guide. Mm-hmm, right. Past life review. Review that life that just ended is, is a very typical first state. Not everyone does that, but that's somewhat typical. Let's yeah, I, go review what just happened. Yep. Now, I can't remember. I have to go back and read my own article. But did I meet with the Council of Elders before? Or, or I think you know, it was I before. don't remember. Okay, sometimes I think, it's before. Sometimes it's whenever. Okay, I think it was before because I remember them being there while I went through the life review. And, yeah. and a good thing. You know, I remember needing them there. So explain, again, not everybody's going to have this, but I happen to meet with the Council of Elders. What is that normally like? People. That um, most people do. They may call them elders, council, wise men, wise, you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. these are beings who um, are not in this lifetime. They are long since have not incarnated in a long time. They have the wisdom and love and um, oversight for your whole soul's journey, your existence. They know it. Yeah. There's. And they love you, and so as you walk in, and there's this sense of being known mm. and loved mm. and not judged. Mm. No matter what the life was, they're not judging. They have this understanding of you're doing your best. Yeah. So you're not judged, but you're held accountable. And I don't remember in years, but many times they start off by saying, welcome. You're welcomed in, and then they're going, how do you think you did? But yeah. Yeah, and, and my experience, I, I, there were six or seven of them there. They, we were around an oval, oval sort of table. I don't even know if there was, a, there yeah. wasn't really a table yes. there, but well, there was an ovalness. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to describe, right? And uh, you hear near death experience uh, people saying, really hard to describe. That's all I ever hear. Really hard to describe. <laughs> really now, hard to describe. Now I'm there. Uh, so, anyways, we're sort of in this oval circle. There was a form to them. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't seeing them as people. There was an energy. They were light beings. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll just say, I will never forget what it felt like 
to to feel their love for me. Oh my God, that was overwhelming. Nothing like you know. I've been with Melissa since she was twelve and I was fifteen. Still, you know what I mean? It's not like the same. It was like whoa, like. Whoa. It's unconditional love. When people, when I say I don't really believe in unconditional love in the human form, people are don't like that. But I go, no, but I've experienced unconditional, and we do the best we can on this. But there's conditions because we got personalities, we got stuff. Yeah. We do our best, but that really is absolutely without condition. Yeah. There's, and that's where that comes from, that knowing of what unconditional love is. Yeah. Absolutely life-changing for people to yeah, have that experience. Right. Oh, exactly. And, and, and then you move on from there to what, what other possibilities exist. Well, part of it, one of the main things with the elders, the main reason people come for the Life Between Lives is they want to know their life purpose. Why am I here? How am I doing? Um, what else is there for me to do? Yep. And this is where they get to have the much bigger overview. And we tend to judge ourselves really harshly. When we're asked, how did you do in your past life? We start going, well, you know, I could have done this better. They're going, you were fabulous. You did this. And they put it in such a perspective that we don't see. Of, yeah. of little things that we did that we accomplished that we might not even give much credence to. They're going, that was profound. You yeah. moved. You, you did what you went to do went into that lifetime, you showed responsibility, you showed leadership, you did this, you did that, you moved through incredible obstacles, or you fell on your face, and um, you get to do it again, good job, you know, you you showed up, so whatever it is, but what I love about the elders is that ability that they put our lives into a different perspective, so that we suddenly can come into the self-love, self-acceptance of like going, oh, I'm okay. And that's their big message to people. You're okay. You're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing fine. Perfect. There was a point where in my second one, I was actually having a little trouble jumping over the the, the fence there um, from my, (laughs) from my past life. Mm -hmm. And there was some fear involved. And I, and a lot of it had to do with some beliefs that uh, you needed to help me work with, Mm -hmm. but you brought my soul in to help me work on those beliefs is that an unusual situation i do it once in a while i do it if it's needed yeah but um only if it's needed so everything is possible okay. it's, it's all about if you need healing i've sometimes not often but once in a while elders and pat and the healers in the spirit world have done healing in the spirit world on yeah. the person because see even though we go in through a past life once we're in the spirit world and the afterlife it's all now there is no more time right. so we can be talking past lives and present life and all in the same same context there's there's no division at all yeah that's right most uh, so, most people who have had an nde won't even use the phrase they'll say other lives and yeah. what i loved about that experience that i had was it, it was the first time i think that i recognized this idea of that our soul is always in the spirit world. There's this part of us. A lot of people will call it their higher self and then really never really think it through. Um, there's this higher self that is always in the spirit world, sort of helping to guide us along the yes. way. Yes. And uh, that gave me great comfort to know. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. We're not all together here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not as though we left there and here no. we are here. We go back. There's, we're connected. We're, that's our connection. Yes, there's Spirit. definitely a connection. Yep. Um, all right. So, and then tell us a little bit about soul, our soul groups. So the soul family, soul group, soul friends, soul partners, call them whatever you want. These, um, when we're younger souls, when we're newer souls, the soul groups, soul families tend to be much bigger, maybe 25, who knows. And it's like kindergarten. When kindergartners in this lifetime go anywhere, everyone holds hands and they kind of go as a group. And that's how we are as young souls. We're our family and we're, we're everything we do is together pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And then as we age through lifetime after lifetime, it's like going into junior high and we go to different classrooms when we still have friends we hang out with, but it might be a smaller group. We might have like six or seven friends that we really hang out with. Um, same thing in the soul family. So when you go into the spirit world, you might have uh, six or 12 or three or none. Because you might be to the state, some of the older souls who've evolved a little more don't need that anymore. They're doing like independent studies. They're working. They're helping others. They're not hanging out with a certain group. But um, the soul family 
is not the same as your human family. Yeah. So some of the beings may be in your human family, but not necessarily. Yeah. But they are those beings that you are evolving with, that you are very close to, that you tend to incarnate with in one form or another, often as friends or somehow to help each other, support each other in our lessons. Yeah. And in between lives, we hang out together and we learn, we laugh, we play. It's all the things we do together yeah. um, in the afterlife, to, and it's all about growing and, and being. Right. And so if we do share other lifetimes with them, we're mm-hmm. switching roles, mm-hmm. male, female, mm-hmm. father, mother, sister, yeah. brother, friend, yeah, yeah. enemy, maybe. Oh, some of our worst people in this lifetime are in our soul group, and they agreed to come in and play a really difficult role yes. um, so that we could learn a lesson. Yeah. Yeah, everyone thinks soulmate is supposed to be this one true love. Sometimes the soulmate is that person you can't stand, but they've they've come in to help you. And, and you know what? A great thing, and in, in when you recognize that, uh, one of the I think one of the most wonderful things you can do is when you have someone uh, in your life who is tormenting you <laughs> in that way, yeah. to recognize, oh, you know, what is this person in my life for? Like, what what are they teaching me? What yeah. message can I get? from this and then even if you don't know to send them love in a way that you know thank you for you know whatever purpose you're serving right yep and it really helps when we get to see our own patterns in this lifetime and begin to see what we keep creating and the type of personality we keep bringing in so we can finally go ah this is about me they're all here to teach me something and that's the thank you. Let me see what I'm here to learn and let me just learn it so I can be done with this. Yeah. So I can change these relationships because it's all about learning. One thing I should mention before we talk about some of the benefits is you're talking about soul group, soul family, an opportunity to see who is in your life and maybe find out why, right? Yes, yes. Yes, what's the agreement? Because before, one of the things in the um, Life Between Lives that we do is we also see why did you choose this life? You go into the life selection. Why did you choose to come in as male or female? And there's, and there's really good reasons. And it's always people are really clear. Oh, I came in because a male is this, or I came in because a female is this. They have reasons. It's a really important choice in yeah. coming in. And why did I choose my mother, my father, my siblings, husband, wife, children? Why did we choose these significant relationships? And there's, um, there's reasons why. It's not just happenstance. They're all here to support us in what we're trying to learn. Yeah. And and then creating obstacles. Sometimes they come in to create the obstacles that we're trying to learn through. Mm, mm, so that's, right. that's why people can go, I didn't choose that family. And it's like, well, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Anything else significant that we missed on, uh, more typical? The other, yes, one of the other things that's really important for people is what they do in between lives, like a job. Oh, meaning yeah. how they spend their time. And because how they be in spirit world is how they are now they can't not be and so one of the main like you as an investigator and curious and all of these quotes you can't not be that right right i would think lifetime after lifetime it's a part of who you are and so even in the spirit world it would be a whole level of of bringing answers or putting people together and networking however we are in this lifetime that just comes naturally yeah um we are in the other world, and so one of the most profound ones I love to talk about was many years ago. She, um, in a past life, went into a life in which her young daughter died at, like, age two, and this woman went into deep despair and committed suicide Okay. in the past life. Yeah. Was very afraid to go into the spirit world, afraid of being judged. And yet when she got there with her elders, they were so proud of her because it was one of her best lives. Because as a soul, she holds the quality of hope that she meets and is with other beings and they just emanate hope to the world. They go to places in the world and they just be hope. And she was willing to go totally against her nature to go into hopelessness so she could better understand hopelessness. And so her 
life and that suicide and all that she did, they were so proud of her. And I still get so emotionally um, teary when I think of that type of love that we're held in. So one of the benefits is to see ourselves in a whole different light and to learn to not judge ourselves or others because we don't know what anyone's here learning. Yeah. But to see what is our nature? Who am I? Who is the soul essence? So that that's what brings the peace. Like I know who I know at the end of this lifetime, I'm absolutely loved. Yeah. And it brings break. I mean, there's not even a question. Yeah. And I love knowing that I'm loved even in this moment and I'm doing my best and that we're all doing good enough. And it's just one of them says, you know, speaking of a past life, that was just one little fragment of who I am. Yeah. So I think about that this life when I think, oh, I'm not doing so well or, you know, what's what's going on? I go, oh, this is just one little tiny fragment of the whole big picture. Hang in there and keep going. That's right. Yeah, that's beautiful. And to know that it's all profound. We can hear, like you were saying, we can read about the afterlife. We can hear about it. But to actually experience it changes fundamentally how we complete the remainder of this life. And that is the benefit to, to having this LBL, you know, spiritual regression experience is, is that, is what you just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about this life. In the end, the afterlife is great and past lives are great, but you know, the here and the now, this is what counts. Yeah. Yeah. This is what counts. This is right. What so these experiences teach us about ourselves in this life and yeah, yeah that's, that's the ultimate benefit for yep. us right now. Yep. So the, the one thing is to be able to end this life on our last day this lifetime with two thumbs up going, good job. I did what I came to do as opposed to, oh man, what a waste. I blew it. I forgot. Yeah. I yeah, forgot yeah. who I was. Um, it's much nicer to do this work and to have that experience and to go, oh God, okay, I'm on my path. I'm doing what I came to do and I can enjoy the ride a lot more than if I'm always wondering or judging or not feeling like I'm doing good enough. Uh, so in the 30-plus years that you've been doing this, would you say that that's one of the greatest benefits that your clients walk away with is, is an inner peace about who they are and why they're here? Yeah, that whole sense of who am I? Uh, who yeah. am I? Yeah. And wh- who am I and why have I come and how am I doing? Yeah, yeah. That's the book we all want to read, right? Yeah. 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 The book about us. Uh, the book about me. Who am I? And so that's what this is all about. Yeah. And then it makes, because my whole job, all that I do, it's really to help people improve the quality of their lives, to know on a soul level what they're doing here and to improve that life, this life here, so that um, we can then help others. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, How how beautiful is that? Now, one of the things I want to mention is that both of these experiences, the past life regression Mm -hmm. and and the life between lives regression can be done by Skype. Yes. Now, here's, here's an opportunity we didn't have. Yeah. I don't think we had it when, when I could have. Oh, not know. at all. I, I, not at all. I was adamant people had to come in person because it's, it used to be three hours with you. It's now four hours. I couldn't imagine doing four hours, not in person. And it's so profound and it's intense and it's sacred. And, you know, the atmosphere, everything is really important. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll let people. So the the past life regressions are what about ninety minutes, maybe hour and a half. Yep. And then the life between lives regressions are about four hours. Melissa was here in the studio. Uh, she had um, a lounge chair set up with. She you know it was like blankets and yeah, she was comfy pillows and she had it all. She and she just turned this place into this lovely uh, little sanctuary for her. Um, you were able to see, you know, her head and what was going on with her. And uh, and then at the beginning, at least, she was able to look at you and talk with you. And that was a beautiful experience. Went on for four hours and without a hitch. It was nope. the same. It was the exact same experience I had in your office. Yep. There's no difference in quality. I was so excited because I do. I get emails from all over the world of people wanting to do this. And so until now, it's not been possible. So. Yeah. That's the really good news. I've been doing the phone work with past lives for years and years. That's People actually prefer it because they don't have to get up and drive and commute afterwards. They can lay in their own bed and yeah. 
and kind of process it. But now that's possible with this, now which is really both. nice. And that is definitely a recommendation if anybody does this. You know, set yourself up nice. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Do it great. If you're comfortable, and I, honestly, my Melissa was a little worried. She's she's always on the go. She was a little worried about sitting in one place for four hours. Pfft, nothing to it. Nothing time to goes it. by like that. Gone. People. I had one woman who, when she was coming out of her life between lives, she was thinking, I got gypped. That was only an hour. And she was shocked, <laughs> shocked to find it had been three and a half hours. Oh, my goodness. That's so yeah, funny. It doesn't. Time distortion is a wonderful thing when you're you're so engrossed in that. out. There is no time. You literally step into timelessness. Yeah, yeah, you do. And what a great experience it is. And Melissa, uh, Melissa had an LBL with you a couple of weeks ago. She, uh, she, I think she's talking about it every day. Yeah, uh, yeah. But she's still there. She can still, yeah. like you were saying, kind of go back into it. Yeah. feel what that feels like it's it's had a profound yes. effect on her we'll have to get her to write about that yeah. um all right how does how does one make in a oh, first of all let me just say this yeah. uh here's a guy we you know we need to honor yes um to michael michael newton dr michael newton he wrote he wrote a few books this is the first one that i recommend everybody read journey of souls the next one is destiny of souls you can put them together but read journey of souls first before you do it people can buy it on amazon.com but uh, if you want to learn more about these experiences that's a great way yep. to learn about them not to expect that you're going to have the same experience that some of the people he writes about in there have had i certainly did not i had my own experience but anyways that's the great way to go and i will say like nobody has that experience he describes but it's similar, but everyone is profoundly different. No one that I know of, I think five people out of like a thousand have actually done the exact um, kind of, you know, step by step that he writes about. He he called 29 out of case studies out of thousands he had done. So, yeah, um, yeah. but it gives you a great idea. And I like people to read it because then they have a, it's like taking a map before you go to New York City. It's really nice to have a map so you know where you're going, but right. the map's not the territory. So it's the same thing here. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, um, it doesn't affect your yeah. own session. Once you're in the afterlife, you don't care what you read. No, no, no. Who no. cares? No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you're just you're just focused on. Whoa, this is focused cool. Focused on you. Forget anyone else. This is my story. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is about. Yeah, it's matters. all about me. So it's a way of saying this is about me. But it is. It's all about the person. It is. It's just yeah. a wonderful yeah. experience. I can't recommend it highly enough. I think it's uh, cool. People can contact you if they want to learn more about it or have an experience. And any last words, anything you wanted to say? Um, no, just thank you for doing this work. I'm grateful to Michael for this work. I'm grateful to all the clients. I'm grateful. This is. I know I was born to do this. I say it on my website. When I read Michael's book, I was halfway through it and just shocked that we could know about what happened to the afterlife. I hadn't known we knew it. But I knew what he was talking about, and I knew I was born to do it. I knew I didn't need any training. I knew. All I needed was a session with him which I had two years later, and um, came back and started doing the work. Wow. And that was, that was back in 2000. So you were one of the first ones. It's come a long way, baby. Yeah, no, <laughs> I sessions, know. As I've been doing them, who I am has grown and evolved, and so the sessions have a real different quality, it feels like now. Yeah. And, you know, I do want to mention, I, uh, you're, you're intuitive yourself, and I think that yeah. that was a big part of mine. I recognized you sort of knew what was going on without me even having to tell you. Yeah. Um, that helped. That helps. really helped with the experience that it you does. have that ability. It made sense. Sometimes we wonder why we do things in our life when we, what, what was that about? Well, I went through eight years of real intense psychic training in the 80s. After yeah. that past life, um, I went into psychic training and then started as a psychic, was reading past lives for years and years, oh, did wow. hundreds and hundreds of them. Um, but that training, that learning to really know and speak to spirit and be in the presence and not doubt at all, but yeah. to, be, to be in that space, I'm so grateful for that training back then because that's what enables me to do what I do now so well. Because yeah. I'm really comfortable being with spirit and being and hearing and following and yeah, yeah, you get to follow along yeah, as these yeah. people, are, your clients, are having these experiences. Is, is there, and I'm constantly speaking with their elders and their guide and asking, asking for help, asking for guidance, asking for clarification. It's you know, 
I'm, I'm busy with that. As you're having your experience, I'm just because they know what's best for you, and I'm just trying to get the input from them and um, to help you. You must be exhausted by the time you're done. I, I used to be. When I was new at this, I would cry afterwards because I was so, and then sleep and cry and sleep. <laughs> and then it got to be the point where it's like, I don't, I don't miss a step anymore. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not exhausting. It's enlivening. It's exhilarating. And I'm always so honored. It is such a, a deep and intimate um, journey for a person to go into who they are yeah. with no stories, nothing. It's yeah. all just the pure essence of who they are in their own beingness. Yeah, and that's a real honor. And I hold that very sacred. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much. I'm so thank grateful you. to you. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. All right. You have a good day. You too. So that's another episode of Afterlife TV. Thank you for joining us. Please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, or sign up for our newsletter at afterlifetv.com so you don't miss our next episode. See you next time.